are we're running a little bit behind. We're going to go ahead and dive right in if you are ready. I'm ready. Okay, wonderful. All right, so it's Damar Gardner with the Black Women About Business podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of up to 15 minutes of business and wellness support for the Black female leader and entrepreneur. If you don't know about Black Women About Business, we are a sacred support for leaders and entrepreneurs to be successful in business as well as in life. We provide business planning, executive coaching, training, as well as one to four day retreats. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast to learn more about our Michigan business and wellness tour, as well as our conference retreat. Without further ado, I am delighted to introduce you to Angela Jones. Angela Jones, uh, I actually came across her work through LinkedIn. She had written this dynamic article about the um, about advocating for the uh, for minimum wage to go up to fifteen dollars an hour, and how jobs at places like McDonald's were not supposed to be permanent positions. And it was so intriguing to me. I reached out to her and talked to her about being uh, a part of the Black Women About Business community. And so, not only are you going to hear from her today, but the plan is to, at a minimum, to have her be a part of our Michigan Business and Wellness Tour, our Detroit stop, and maybe even our conference retreat. So I want you to get to know Angela before you hear from her. She is the Chief Executive Officer of Superwoman Productions and Publishing in Detroit, Michigan. She's a published author, a gifted motivational speaker, movie producer, Detroit correspondent blogger for Six Brown Chicks, host of the Fab Life radio show, and managing editor of Detroit CEO Magazine. <laughs> Should I say more? I do actually have more to say about this woman. She is phenomenal. In 2016, she added the titles of artist manager and brand ambassador to her resume and became a licensed distributor for Amazon Digital Video. Ms. Jones has developed, hosted, and spoken at several events in the Metro Detroit area on the subjects of motivation, business, women's empowerment, youth violence prevention, and social media, including the only official International Women's Day event in Michigan. She has interviewed hundreds of celebrities and subject matter experts since 2012, has been a guest on The Cliff Riley Show on WVON Chicago, and moderated a relationship panel discussion for the 2015 Michigan Chronicles Women of Excellence Award Ceremony. Since 2008, she has been featured in articles in Rolling Out Magazine, Salon World USA Magazine, Detroit CEO Magazine, Front Page Detroit, Newsvine, Houston Business Examiner, The Network Journal, Blog Her, MadamNewYor.com, and Black Magazine, along with several others. She was listed in Who's Who in Black Detroit for her accomplishments um, in 2012, 2013, and 2015, and she was nominated for the Michigan Chronicles 40 Under 40 and was the recipient of the first Confident Woman Award. She sits on the board of nonprofit organizations throughout Detroit, and this woman is bad within her own right. Angela, thank you for being on our podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So let's start with what inspired Superwoman Productions and Publishing? Well, the initial inspiration came from my love of reading and writing as a child. And as I got older, those writing skills were nurtured by my teachers, primarily during my school years. 
And one day I decided that I would be interested in, you know, getting published and becoming a published author. And it wasn't going the way that I had envisioned it. I had met with some publishers and they were trying to basically take the stories that I wanted to tell and turn them into something that I didn't want to tell and have someone else make money off of. Like, I believe, and I'm going to say quite bluntly, um, outside of my utility companies, the only person that should be allowed to pimp me is me. So I decided that if I was going to tell stories and I was going to share my intellectual property, that I should be the one to profit off of it more than anyone else. I love that, so, right? If you're going to be pimped, you should just be, you should just pimp yourself. I love that. Exactly. Please continue, sis. Exactly. So that was really how it came about. And um, I had become known as Superwoman by people who knew me because I was someone that they could call on to basically save the day. So when it came time to decide on what I would call my company, it just made sense to call it Superwoman Productions and Publishing. Oh, that's great. I love that name. It's very empowering. So the Black Woman Productions and Publishing go together like fill in the blank. Like love and hate. Um, <laughs> and I say that because we as Black women in particular, we will always have to deal with love and hate. We will always have people who absolutely admire what we do and people who hate what we do because other people love us for it. And unfortunately, we don't always support each other like we should. I have had my own sisters come up against me and try to harm me and harm my business and harm my reputation. And then I've had men become allies and try to support what I'm trying to do. At the end of the day, to me, it goes together like love and hate. You kind of can't have one without the other as much as you would love for it to be love all the time. The reality of it is that you're not going to be loved all the time. Someone is going to always have issue with something that you do as a black woman in this world, no matter how phenomenal you are, no matter how successful you are, no matter how wealthy you are, someone is going to always hate on you for it. And just as a quick example, the Madame Noir article was about a book that I wrote called Breaking Through the Black Ceiling. And I had a woman go on Twitter and tell me, a black woman, tell me that she would never support me because I was telling black people to diversify their business models and improve their customer service experiences as opposed to expecting black people to just shop with them just by them simply being black. That even as consumers, we as black people deserve the same level of customer service that are given to white people and that as a black business owner, that should be the primary goal versus just getting black people to buy from you. Give us a good customer service experience because we will travel further for a better experience. We will spend more money for a better experience. And the number one complaint among black consumers when dealing with black owned businesses is the lack of customer service, the lack of the use of technology. And this particular woman hadn't even read the book, but she had already decided that she was going to hate on me and decide that she didn't want to give me her support and hadn't even read the book. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I find that is challenging is that we and, and maybe this is a universal thing. And sometimes we don't listen the way that we should listen, um, because there are people that have been there, done that. 
And I think that we should buy black. There's no question about that. I am all about buying black. Um, you know, my dentist, my doctor, the people that come and do work at my home. You know, I'm here at Motor City Woman that is operated by a phenomenal black woman, Robin Kinney, which you're going to be hearing from um, at a later podcast. Um, and it should not be done um, in a way where excellence isn't being brought about, right? That we should always be striving to get the information that we need to be able to operate at the most optimal level. And that does require listening to other perspectives. That does require learning from people who do operate their business in that way and understanding the difference between somebody who is hating on us and someone who's actually loving on us to pave the way for us. Um, I was actually... I had a, a meeting with a woman recently who reached out and she wasn't clear about why we were meeting. And, you know, and I said to her, you know, just from a business one on one standpoint, and I'm saying this in love that, you know, whenever you're reaching out to somebody and you're trying to sell something, you need to be clear that that's exactly what you're doing so that we can both show up prepared for that potential transaction. Um, and she was very upset with me. And it's just one of those examples of times when, you know, I was attempting to share love with her in the spirit of wanting her to be successful and what she heard was that I was actually knocking her and that was not the spirit by which but sometimes the filters that we hear from um, and because of our lived experience may interfere with the times when people are actually trying to love on us and help us right um, so that's I, I, so I, I love that right there and we know there are tons of black businesses out there that are operating at an excellence level and we want all of them to operate at that level and you're right we should never expect that just because we're a black business that we should ultimately get the support of black people and we should also be buying black as much as we possibly can um so those are those are that's my perspective of course um as as the founder of black women about business so thank you for that angela so what does the intersection of business and wellness mean to you i think it's very important that particularly as black women that we take care of ourselves as much as possible from a, a, a standpoint of having greater well-being. And that includes mental health, physical health, emotional health. And if we don't, it often, for us, will cause more harm than good. We burn out. We are always someone's superhero, someone's hero. We, we climb high mountains and we leap single bounds every single day as black women. Just our, our existence alone just waking up every day as a black woman has a certain amount of stress that comes with it. Mm. And we have to learn how to manage that. We need to exercise. We need to eat well. We need to drink water, meditate, pray, do yoga, go for walks, whatever your routine is for better overall wellness and well-being. Because we often suffer from depression that goes untreated and misdiagnosed. We have issues with our health that are sometimes more stress-related than anything else, but by the time we get to a doctor to find out what's wrong with us, it has precipitated into something greater. We have the unfortunate um, situation of not always having access to the best health care, so we have to take it upon ourselves to be holistic in some of our approaches and just as every day, every day that you get up, just strive to just be healthy and what that means for you. Because it's not about how big your booty is or how small your waist is. It's more about how can you go for a walk without, you know, losing your breath? 
Can you pick up your child and play with your child without getting winded? Can you manage the stress in your life without having anxiety attacks? Can you deal with the relationships around you without it causing you depression? You know, and we have to be very mindful about those things because everything can't just be prayed away. Prayer is just one area of our overall well-being. We have to also take the initiative and be self-motivated to take care of ourselves from the inside out. And we have to do it because, for one, the world depends on us. Right now, we're saving everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're saving everybody with our votes, with our opinions, with our, our outspokenness, with our mere existence. We are out here saving lives. But in order to do that, we have to be our best selves. Yeah. And that means we have to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Um, there was so much that you said, and, you know, I just want to uh, uplift a few things. First and foremost, it's about mind-body spirit connection, right? And I, I love what you highlighted about praying. Praying is really important, and prayer does change things. And the reality is, is that if we're praying um, without a whole lot of action, then we are doing ourselves a disservice. Uh, and if we are only acting without praying, uh, then we are also doing ourselves a disservice because we can only do so much. Um, Angel, you've got some noise in the background. Do you? Can you hear that? Actually, I cannot, but. Okay. 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 No worries. Well, we'll we'll do our best to to edit that out. Um, so you, I, I, and the fact that we are just waking up. You said it right. Just waking up in the morning is pressure as a black woman, and that we have to be intentional about creating spaces so that we are as well as we possibly can from that mind body. Um, perspective. Uh, And that it's not just about vanity. I've seen some beautiful, uh, voluptuous black women. uh, And, you know, it's not just about looking good on the outside. It's also about how do we look and feel on the inside, you know, and how clear our minds are so that we can create the kind of things in the world that we need to create. And we need space to do that, right? And the, the way that we create space is through wellness practices. So, Sis, I know you're pivoting in business right now. We, we talked about that briefly um, as we discussed our podcast and some other things. And we, I know that pivoting can be really challenging. And so I'm curious about how are you keeping your wellness intact during this transition? For me, my wellness routine, um, it, it's, hmm. for me, my wellness routine takes a lot of my time and energy and effort and I do that on purpose. I put a I've been more than usual over the last year. I've putting more effort, more energy and more intention into my health and wellness. I suffer from depression and I am not ashamed to say so. Different situations throughout my life, um I've been able to overcome the depression and other instances I've had to go and I've had to have help by seeking therapy. So for me, therapy is one thing that I don't shy away from. And if I can't get to a therapist, I have a wonderful friend, Lashana Gowdy. I can always call her and she'll be my therapist for that moment. I drink my water. I am a heavy believer that water is life. It hydrates us from the inside out. 
it is the core of what this planet is, is the core of who we are as human beings. Our blood is water. And so I wake up every day. I, the first thing I drink and put in my body is water. The last thing I consume before I go to bed is water. Um, I believe in practicing yoga, not just for the benefits of it as an exercise, but also for its meditation component. I think it's very important to take the time to meditate. Even when I'm not practicing yoga, I still will find time to meditate. It keeps me calm in a crazy world where there's a lot of things coming at us from different directions. And it helps to keep me um, focused as well so that I don't get easily distracted by the things that are, are existing that try to distract us from things that are more important. So meditation is a good tool to use to just be able to focus your mind and focus your intentions in this world and even for your goal setting. Meditation, I believe, is very important in that effort as well. And I think <clears throat> with my, you know, people that I love, and I try to keep people that don't love me away from me. Mm. And that's not always easy because sometimes people will come, you know, pretending to be more than what they are to you. But I try to make it, I try to make at least a conscious effort to identify the people who really care about me from those who don't and not make excuses for it. I've learned over the years, I'm 43, almost 44 years old. Over the years, I've learned that when someone's not really there for you, somebody's not really for you, to let it go. Don't try to force that. Don't try to, you know, make it more than what it is. Don't try to hold on to something because everybody has different seasons and everybody's season is not going to be a lifetime. And sometimes as women, we try to hold on to people because we've known them for so long or they're our cousin or our sister or our brother or whatever the case may be. But that person may be toxic and you have to identify the toxic people in your life and be able to get away from them. Because if you don't, their toxic behavior creates toxicity in you. And that can actually impact your health. It can <clears throat> impact your mental well-being and you don't want to carry that with you when you have other responsibilities and other people that depend upon you you don't want to carry somebody else's toxic traits around with you because you feel a sense of obligation or love towards that person just because they may be related to you or you have known them for a period of time so i've been letting a lot of stuff and a lot of people go and i don't i don't care how they feel <laughs> Their feelings don't mean anything to me in this process because this is about me and me being whole and happy with who I am so that I could be there for the people who do love and appreciate me so that I can focus on my business and my endeavors and the new journey that I'm embarking on so that I can have the focus, so that I can have the self-awareness, so I won't be distracted. Yeah, you hit on a lot. You hit on a lot. You hit on, you know, what we consume. You hit on um, the practice of mindfulness. You hit on exercise. Um, you hit on connections, right, and how relationships can be toxic. And so sometimes we have to do an audit of who's in our life and we've got to release people um, and not feel a sense of obligation to people simply because of all the things that you named. And so, you know, I, I think it's so important that you described wellness from a very holistic standpoint and there's not one part of your wellness practice that doesn't touch uh, an aspect of your life. And so thank you for imparting that today to the Black Women About Business community. I want to make sure, Angela, that we can stay in touch with you. I know that you've got some new things on the horizon. 
expand. Mm -hmm. Definitely want our listeners to be able to stay connected to those things and and be watching for those things to uh, transpire. So how can folks stay in touch with you? Well, for now, uh, as I go through the process of making some adjustments in my business, the things that are still very much so active include uh, my radio station, which is the Fab Life Radio Show, which is for independent artists. We play only independent artist music. And that is available um, literally by going to Google, putting in the Fab Life Radio Show. You can listen to it from your phone or you can listen to it from a laptop or a tablet. And we do take music submissions. That information is available on that platform for any independent artists who would like to submit their music. I am also actively still uh, representing Jay Michael. He is an R&B artist out of New York. And he has some great things coming out, including new singles that will be released before 2018 ends. You can follow him, Jay Michael, online on all social media platforms. And the last thing, I'm still blogging on occasion, so you can check out sixbrownchicks.com. You can also check out superwomanproductions.com. And you can follow me on several social media platforms. If you go to superwomanproductions.com, there is actually tabs for all of our social media, and um, including Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. And from there, I can be pretty much connected you can find me from all the other social media platforms that the company has ownership of. And I'm here in Detroit. I um, I live here. I don't always stay here because I do love to travel. But I will be here until God tells me it's time for me to be somewhere else. I love that. Yes, it's all a power, uh, a part of our purpose, right? Wherever we're destined to be. So thank you for giving us all that information. Make sure that you check out Angela and the work that she is doing and the artists that she is supporting. I definitely want to make sure that we support this sister here in the great city of Detroit. And um, as I shared with you earlier, when we started, our Michigan Business and Wellness Tour is coming up in 2019. We've got a stop in Kalamazoo Battle Creek area at the end of March. We'll be in Detroit at the end of May and we'll be in Grand Rapids the first part of June. And then our four-day conference retreat at the beautiful Grand Traverse Resort and Spa. You definitely want to check that out. All of our events are on Eventbrite. And if you are not currently following us on social media, please make sure that you do that. Like our Facebook page, Black Women About Business. And then in terms of our Twitter and Instagram, it's just Black Women underscore biz. So make sure that you follow us there. We put out really great content. If you subscribe to our newsletter, I actually do a write-up about something related to wellness and business. Every couple weeks, we do Facebook Lives. We try to give you content that's going to help you to elevate your business, to elevate your wellness, to elevate your life in general. And so, Angela, thank you again for being with us today. I appreciate you, sis. Looking forward to opportunities to work together in the future. And in terms of our audience, our tribe, thank you so much for being with us today. Until next time, Ashe. Thanks, Angela.